Hey y'all, welcome back to I'm New Here, a podcast for new instructional designers and e-learning developers. New episodes will be uploaded every Monday. This episode is all about you and answering the questions you sent to our inbox. I'll do these periodically depending on how many I get, so you'll want to make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you know when to get your answers. Have a question you want answered on the show? Send an email to thenewhereshow at gmail.com. Let's get started. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen. I mean, really listen to my podcast episode last week, where I talked about George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. I want you to know that I am not going to stop there. At the end of this episode, I'll share other ways to take direct action and how to make sure Black lives continue to matter. If you don't like it, don't listen and go ahead and unsubscribe. I'll be just fine. Okay, today's first question is from Nadia in Canada, and she asks, I'm a new immigrant in Canada. I have a good number of experience as a trainer, teacher, and L&D specialist, but unfortunately, I had no idea about ID and the e-learning tools. It would be nice if you can cover a podcast episode on how to transition to ID from being a regular trainer, teacher, and L&D professional. All right. Yes, this is a good one to get started, to kick off the question episode. A lot of people that I come in contact with are teachers or they're in education in some way, or they've been a facilitator, a trainer, but they've never worked directly with an instructional designer or they did work with one and they're trying to transition to one themselves, but aren't sure how to do it. So you're definitely not alone in this question. This is a big topic that I'll probably end up covering in its own episode a little later down the line, but here are some bullet points that you can take away with you today. First, the best way to learn instructional design is by doing it. And I think that's where some people get lost. They're so hesitant thinking, I can't get started until I know what I need to know, that they end up never learning what they need to learn. So you need to dive in head first. And the best way to get an instructional design job is to show your work. And the only way to do that is to get started. Um, So you've probably already done some of the work as an L&D professional. You just need help understanding how to communicate those transferable skills to the public or to recruiters and possibly even to yourself. You don't necessarily have to go back to school for two years to do this, but you can take that route if you want. That's what I did. You could also enroll in an online course like Dr. Robin Sargent's Idle Courses or e-learning launch by Alexander Salas and Aaron King. These courses are instructional design accelerators that can jumpstart your career by teaching you the foundational tenets of instructional design and helping you create portfolio samples, also showing you how to present yourself as an instructional designer. Because the truth is many, not all companies who hire instructional designers care more about what you can show them, about your skills, about your ability, about your experience, than whether or not you have a diploma. You just need to be able to show your work. Again, a lot of people get stuck because they wanna show their experience, but they don't have any experience yet. But this is a really great time to get into ID because so many of us are creating opportunities for you to build pieces to put in your portfolio. 
So I'd start by exploring the different types of instructional designers because there are a lot of job titles out there. Episode two of my podcast can really help you do that. So go back, check that out. Identify what you'd like to do. What makes you excited? Then identify how you want to learn to do it. Do you want to go to a formal university program? Do you want to attend a certificate program, something online like what I mentioned earlier? The biggest takeaway is that you need to start showing your work. Hesitation is not your friend during this transition. So head on over to a job posting site like Indeed, research job openings, find the type of jobs you're interested in, then start looking at how you want to learn more about instructional design. You can check the show notes for links to the courses I mentioned. These people can really give you a framework to help make your transition happen. The next question is from Rashida. She says, I thoroughly enjoyed your episode four podcast and look forward to the next ones to come. I wanted to know if you could tackle authoring tools. Is there a strategic way to learn the program on your own without going through training at ATD? I'm stuck on how to get started. Seems like I would spend a lot of money to play around while stumbling through the process and not really learning much. So the designer in me loves this question. I really enjoy e-learning development, folks. I love the creativity in it. I love that there are no boundaries around what e-learning can look like. I love imagining the future of e-learning. But most of all, I love learning new ways to develop learning experiences for the digital space. So naturally, authoring tools are sort of my favorite topic. The short answer to this is you do not need to pay anyone to learn how to use these tools. You don't need to pay ATD. You do need to have the mindset and discipline to do it on your own. And lots of people don't, so they pay someone to help them, and that is totally fine. Back in my grad school days, I learned how to use Storyline and Captivate on my own with the help of YouTube and pure trial and error. That's it. And five years later, there are plenty of resources now, but I didn't pay anyone to teach me. I learned how to design instruction for e-learning while in school, the theory behind instructional design for e-learning, but I didn't learn how to use an authoring tool there. I did it completely by myself. So here are my four tips for learning authoring tools on your own. First, free trials are going to be your friend. You just have to be strategic about how you use them. You can start with Storyline or Captivate, but there are lots of authoring tools out there. There's Domino, EdApp, Genially is a free tool that you can use without worrying about a subscription um, expiration. However, you should start with one before trying to learn all of them and try to include a video editor on your list. Next, go through the tutorials for whichever one you decide to start with. I promise you that many of these authoring tools have tutorials for beginners or eBooks or videos, something. Take advantage of them. Read the manual as they say. If that isn't enough, search for tutorials on YouTube. Somebody is sharing their process and how to get things done. I will share some of my favorite L&D bloggers that post tutorials on their website as well. Check the show notes for that. Next, participate in design and development challenges. Challenges help you use your tools in ways you might not have thought about using them before. 
They also force you to practice. If you want to get better at visual design as well as e-learning development, download the Adobe XD tool. It's a prototyping tool and you can participate in their challenges too. Remember that e-learning isn't just storyline and captivate. There are lots of ways to practice your skills outside of those authoring tools too. And finally, know that you don't have to do this on your own. Rely on your peers. Get together with some other newbies. Form a design group where you can work on a challenge together. Set deadlines and hold each other accountable. The truth is, if you want to be an instructional designer, you should be able to design a program for yourself that keeps you interested in learning how to use the tool. And that's the truth. You should be your greatest project, right? Create a curriculum, set learning goals and objectives, utilize free tools to get you started. Like I said earlier, Storyline has tutorials. These L&D bloggers have them on their websites. You just have to do a little research, a little front end analysis. I'll make sure to include some of my favorites in the show notes. Last question comes from Damla. She says, so I would love to hear what some must have portfolio pieces are. There's tons of tools out there. And in my MA or master's program, we were told to include theory heavy stuff like needs analysis, but it seems no one really has use for that in the real world. So what do you think I need if I'm not exactly sure what kind of ID job I want? I would like to be involved in all components from the storyboarding to the design to the development of the course. Should I have assets that were produced in Rise and Storyline, Beyond videos or Powtoon, Toonly, Camtasia? I'm confused as to where to start and stop, if you understand what I mean. I'm looking forward to the next episode and hope you'll include answers to my questions. Sending you lots of love from Germany. Well, that's so awesome. I already have international listeners. Wow. Uh, So remember that your portfolio is a sample of your work. It isn't all your work. It's a highlight reel of what you've already done and of the things you'd like to do. So ideally, I think for somebody who's new, three samples should suffice. Now, in terms of what types of samples to include, it seems from your letter that you're interested in being an end-to-end designer. This is a perfect opportunity to include a case study in your portfolio meaning those needs analysis can matter. You can put together a package that includes some front end analysis that shows your development process like a storyboard or design document, and then include the final product or a sample of that final product. Include a write-up that explains your process from end to end, any theories or models you applied, and really package it together as one of your three samples. As far as deciding what authoring tool to showcase, that's really going to depend on the type of job you're applying for. But ultimately, worry less about the tool and more about the skill that goes into using an authoring tool. So if you're interested in a job that's heavy on video editing, yeah, go ahead and showcase a Camtasia sample. But if you edit it in something else, that'd be fine too. Also, Beyond, Powtoon, Toonly, they all kind of use the same skill set, storyboarding, put to get, putting together a scenario. So again, the skill is more important than the actual tool. One last tip. Your portfolio is a work in progress. It's not a one and done situation. You should publish it as soon as it's ready, but don't feel like that's the last time you can ever update it. And that also means you can customize it according to the job you're currently looking at. 
Before I forget, I want to add in this little tidbit about front end analysis. It is important. No matter what people say, no matter how much technology you end up working with, it is going to be nothing if you aren't doing that front end analysis, understanding your learner, understanding what problem you're trying to fix, what gap you're trying to close, what performance goals you're trying to meet. So I know that technology is attractive and fun, and we talk about it a lot in learning and development, but needs analysis is always going to be important. Don't let anyone make you feel like it isn't. Front end analysis is the cornerstone of learning experience design. As always, I'm back with some resources that help you dig a little deeper into the topics we discussed in this episode. First, it is a list of over 41 instructional design courses from eduflow.com. That's E-D-U-F-L-O-W. If you go to my show notes, you can find the link. This is really great for people who are trying to figure out what type of program they want to go through. If they want to do a university-based program, master's program, or a certificate course online. Next, I want you to check out my portfolio webinar I did back in December of 2019. That was at the very beginning of my mentorship content creating around instructional design path. And I did a webinar that was about an hour and a half long, included a workbook to help people get started, get their minds ready for what it means to build a portfolio. I think it'll be really helpful for you if you're stuck, you're not sure how to get started. As always, those links will be in my show notes. So check it out on my website to find out more. And that full portfolio webinar is up on my YouTube channel right now. Subscribe to Nyla LXD. This week's homework assignment is going to look a little different. Just like I said at the top of the show, I'm going to remain committed to sharing social justice and social change resources, especially in light of the political unrest throughout this country. And due to the senseless police brutality directed at Black Americans, I know a lot of people are looking for books, movies, podcasts to help them unlearn their anti-Black sentiments and become better allies to those in Black communities. As a Black person, I feel like it is partly my responsibility to make sure you don't forget what's going on right now. So that's why I'm going to keep talking about it on my instructional design podcast. And ultimately, this is a podcast about learning and development, and there are incredible speakers who have taken to Instagram, their own personal websites, other platforms to really develop uh, training that can help you fight racial bias, unlearn the things that have got us to where we are right now. Here are some classes and workshops you can enroll in right away. The first one is Rachel Cargill, who I've mentioned on the show before, and The Great Unlearn. Cargill is an academic lecturer and public activist, and she has been sharing content for people looking to truly support the push towards equality for a very long time. She has programming called The Great Unlearn, which focuses on unlearning racial biases and recognizing historical events from a different point of view. When you join her Great Unlearned community, you get access to the syllabus on becoming a part of the revolution. The next is Rachel Ricketts, Spiritual Activism 101. She's also an activist, writer, and speaker. And in addition to compiling ample anti-racist resources on her website, she also has webinars available for purchase that are meant specifically for white women who want to dismantle racist behaviors and hierarchies. 
Last is Austin Channing Brown with the ACB Academy. Austin is a speaker and author who offers an educational program that teaches lessons about racial justice and how you can help to push for it. It runs about $39 for enrollment. She also has a web series called The TNQ Show, which has a full season of episodes on how you can be part of the anti-racism movement. Next is a project I mentioned in the last episode, something I've been working on the last couple of weeks with Tommy Seelock, LX designer at Catalyte, and that's Designed for Humanity. It's a collective pairing experienced creatives with fresh faces to collaborate on real-world projects, advocating for equity, diversity, inclusion, and anti-racism. All of our projects are developed by Design for Humanity. They're 100% free to the public and are hosted through a variety of digital platforms, including EdApp and Unitar's Educate All initiative. Visit designforhumanity.net for more information. Last but certainly not least, I want to make sure and provide resources for Black people because we've been going through it the last few weeks. There was a constant stream of news about disproportionate impacts of COVID-19 on Black communities, and then the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna, and Tony McDade at the hands of police, the wrongful death of Ahmaud Arbery. It's just a lot. So please go to my show notes and check out the link to seven virtual mental health resources, because even though we're practicing social distancing, we can still be there for each other. Thanks for listening to I'm New Here. I know this was a little longer of an episode, but I had questions to answer. If you like the show and want to know more, check out nylalxd.com slash I'm New Here. I have show notes for you there, links to everything I talked about in the episode and more. I am officially on iTunes, so check me out there. I'd also love some feedback on what you'd like to see out of the show, so shoot me an email about that too. I'm all over socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as NylaLXD. And on LinkedIn too, just search Nyla Spooner. And if you like the show, don't forget to rate, comment, and review on iTunes and YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. See you next week.